Good afternoon, audience. This is the Hotness and Sweetly, and we'd like to welcome you back to another edition of our Restaurant Magic Show. We're so happy you're, you're here, right, Sweetly? Of course we are. Yes, audience, we know you guys have lots of options, and we're just so happy you guys are tuning in and listening to us. I mean, I look at the stats, and we're just going all over the world globally, right, Sweetly? France. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Japan. Um, Jamaica. Um, Canada. Hello. Hello, friends. Um, but we digress. Um, you guys know we're foodies and we love to eat and we connect with everything that's associated with foods. And today we have a special guest. I mean, foodies out there, this is something that you would appreciate with el- with all your meals. We have Daisha Banner with Toasted Up and she also has a partner, Shannon Eris. She's not, Shannon's not here right now, so shout out to Shannon. Shout out, hello. But Daisha, tell us all about Toasted Up. Great. So I am Daisha, of course, and we are Toasted Up. We are a mobile mixology and bartending service. So we provide custom cocktails and mocktails um, for events. Um, We're event-based. So if there is a favorite spirit, if there is a color scheme, if there's a theme or anything like that, we create your bar experience with that. Um, So whether that is cocktails or mocktails, which are non-alcoholic options we offer that as well um, and we are we provide full service so if you would like for us to come we can do the full bar setup um, if you like to provide your own alcohol we serve it for you um, we do in-home parties corporate events birthday parties sweet 16s festivals all types of different t- kinds of events but we are event based so we don't necessarily have a location that you come to but we bring that experience to you all right and you said the non-beverage was called a mocktail a mocktail i like that i that know it's going to be one of my questions do you do non-beverages so now we know what it's I called like it. a yes, mocktail we do i hadn't we heard do. that before yes so let me ask you this how did you come up with this so um initially i got into bartending um I have a 16 year old son um, but at the time he was a little younger and I wanted to figure out a way as a single parent to just increase my revenue and coming in and so um, I did not want to take like a part-time job but because he's very active and so I didn't want to miss his life events or his games or things like that that he was doing so I was thinking maybe I could do this on the side and then that way I could still kind of create my own schedule um, and then kind of again still be available for the events that he would be there for and he would and still be an active participant um, and so um, he is a basketball player um, and Shannon's son is a basketball player and we kind of met through basketball and um, one day um, the kids were testing and so she gave me her card and she was like um, if you ever need bartender services um, let me know and I was like oh I'm a bartender too but I've not really done anything with it and so she was like oh wow that's interesting um, interestingly enough, we have the same birthday as well, um, but we were just kind of chit-chatting and decided um, that we would kind of sign up through some of the same staffing events um, because I knew I didn't necessarily want to do a bar. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it would just would be outside of, uh, it, the time period would be a lot of commitment. Again, I would be on a schedule, so if I did it through a staffing agency, I would be able to kind of create my own schedule and take on the events that I could and the events that I couldn't, I just would pass those up and so um, we just started doing it and realizing that hmm 
we can probably do this on our own looking at the grand scheme of things um, the money that was coming in and, and the, people pay a lot of money for events um, and um, we just kind of became the go-to folks and so everybody was kind of requesting us and wanting us to um, be there and so it was kind of like we're obviously pretty good at this let's see what we can do so we started small with just weddings birthday parties people that we knew um, we started on gig salad which is is a website that allows people to kind of book you independently so we did okay. that okay what's the name of the website again it's called gig salad g-i-g salad um okay. and so that it they have entertainers and all kinds of different things on there okay. but you can promote your services on there and so we started doing that and um also just small promotion um and then a couple of years ago just decided that we were really going to start promoting it and really get into it and so here we are well, I'm pretty sure with bartending, there comes the personality. Absolutely. So I know you got to be cheerful. You got to be smiling. Absolutely. I mean, is that you? That is me. I am a people person. Okay, I'm yeah. in human services full time as well. So okay. I deal with a lot of people. Um, customer service has kind of always been something that I've been into. Um, okay. But yeah, talking to people, interacting with people, meeting new people, hearing their stories. Yes. Um, just talking to them, kind of getting an understanding of you know what how their day has been or things like that. Um, it's always been something for me. I'm a social worker by nature, so I'm always going to ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> right. As well as listening. As well. Because as the well. more you drink, the more you talk. <laughs> it's like, tell me your story. When did it all happen? You know, I totally make that glad to tell the story. Right. So how did you and Shannon come up with the name Toasted Up? Shannon was already using Toasted Up on her cards, and so I kind of liked that. Um, and then we just came up with the hashtag of Let Me Mix You. Um, and that was kind of my contribution to it um, so um, I just thought that was catchy um, as a hashtag and something um, that we could use and so it just kind of went from there wow okay let me mix you yeah oh, I like that <laughs> oh, you know the hotness likes it <laughs> and so what's the uh, the biggest event that you guys have you know done with your Mixology. Um, our biggest event thus far has been um, we have worked with a lot of sororities and fraternities um, and so we partnered we did a lot with the Omegas here in Durham and they kind of connected us with the Omegas in Charlotte and so um, we did their soiree which is about a thousand people um, wow. and so we team up with a couple of other bartenders we've created kind of a, a go-to group yeah, of girls that we help, yeah huh? that will need some help yeah. um, we reach out to them and we just all kind of go down and if there's something that we need help for even locally we'll reach out to that same group of folks that um, that we kind of go to and if there's a larger scale event we'll pull them right in okay and how long did you say you've been doing this so we've been in business for five years um, but we just like I said started ramping it up in the last couple of years um, so maybe the last three years or so um, I had a co-worker that was like you really should go ahead and just go just yeah. do it and so he kind of motivated me and that and and that's kind of what we did. We just kind of took it full scale. So now I do a lot of connecting and reaching out um, and just making relationships. Um, any business has to thrive off of relationships. So just kind of getting out there, networking. meeting people, networking, finding out what events are going on, getting involved in those. Again, when I first, I tell everybody all the time, I kind of stumbled into bartending. Um, I really didn't realize how much um, that of an impact that it had. And so I was just kind of thinking of something to do. But there is really like a full, um, a full, it could be a full career. Um, so now I realize that there are um, other bartenders. I follow a lot of other bartenders in different areas. 
Um, I actually joined the Bartenders Guild, which is kind of like the union for bartenders. Okay. So there's a lot of education in that. Um, for me, I'm always passionate about teaching people about what they're doing and sharing information that I know. Um, eventually, I want to do some festivals and spirits around black-owned spirits um, and wines and things like that that people don't. This February, I kind of did a chronicle for all of February where I shared black-owned spirits and wines. Um, so that was something that's pretty passionate. There needs, There's a lot of diversity in it, but it's not really known and shown. And so there... Um, and African Americans spend three billion dollars a year wow. in spirits. Wow! Um, and right. so it's there are several groups that are really trying to make these brands realize that hey, you know, our voice matters too. We're here. Our dollars are involved in this. And so I want people to know a little bit more about that as well. And also ownership of it, um, right. creating their own spirits, mm-hmm. having some ownership in the industry, or just owning their own businesses and kind of building off from that. So yeah, yeah. And what are the names of the groups? that you're referencing trying to get people to know about ownership. I'm part of a group called Black Bourbon Society. That's about 5,000 members. Um, That's on Facebook um, as well as Instagram. Um, I'm also a part of another group um, that um, focuses on um, more of the there are certain people that I follow as well so Samara is one of those she owns Black Bourbon Society um, Black Brew Culture um, we connect with Harlem Brewing here locally um, but Black Brew Culture um, they're actually having um, a Black Beer Festival um, in Philadelphia and wow. <laughs> the hotness may like that so it's focusing around the diversity and craft beers um, so they're having um, I think it's coming up in August um, but they're it, they're um, another one that I follow um, individuals that I follow are like um, the collectress um, uh, Fawn uh, Weaver who is with Uncle Nearest um, who was a derivative of Jack Daniels um, he was a slave but he couldn't actually so he couldn't actually make it I mean he couldn't actually be on it and okay. sell it but he, he had the recipe it. and so okay. that's kind of how Jack Daniels came about um, and he always vowed they always vowed that he would always be a part of it and so there's she kind of went and researched all of that. She did amazing things for her family, set up trust and everything. Um, and so now that's coming back into the market. But it's a deriv- It's the actual recipe that Jack Daniels was derived off of. So all of this stuff is kind of stuff that I just kind of stumbled about in research when I first um, just looked stupid around. I'm a geek by nature. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I do a lot of like just reading and random research. stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. This is interesting. Even back to tipping. Um, how it was just because they didn't want to pay slaves and so it was like well let me just give you a tip and so now that they had a connection to Tuskegee and so that's why a lot of people um, African Americans kind of got connected to Hennessy a lot of black people like Hennessy and so that was the connection through Tuskegee because they kind of partnered years and years ago Mm -hmm. and what about um, Moonshine Daisha what do you know about Moonshine so Moonshine is what do you know about Moonshine (laughs) or why do you want to know about Moonshine no I'm joking (laughs) Go ahead, Daisha. <laughs> Leave me alone. Go ahead, Daisha. I like researching too. Exactly, exactly. But these are things that kind of derive from again being slaves and not being able to be as open with what we wanted to do, and not being able to profit from it. So we sold it to each other. We kind of made our own ways. Um, sort of like how anything starts. Where back in the day, it was kind of like something we wanted to do. We just put it together, and it was. 
prohibition days, of course, you couldn't do as much as you wanted to do because it was not legal. But there, I mean, people have always enjoyed spirits all throughout history, and so it just kind of derived from people wanting to get involved and and kind of figuring out little recipes and and creating it on their own. Now you said something about a union and guild. Is yes, that the I'm name a part of the, union? of the U.S. Bartenders Guild. Okay. Um, and I associate it as saying it's like a union for bartenders. So that's where you okay. get resources, education. They have classes. They have conventions. They do a, a lot of the brands um, come to them um, if there are things that are going on. Um, and there are national. So I'm a part of the local division, the Raleigh Durham division here. But there are different chapters all over. For the country and I kind of found out again through researching a lot of the folks that I follow and have interest in were a part of the guild and so I did some research on the guild and kind of got involved this year. Um, I'm new to it so I'll see how it goes but okay. it's definitely um, so far it's been beneficial um, there are distilleries involved there are bartenders involved um, and so it again gives an opportunity to kind of learn a little bit more if that's your interest. Okay, well my favorite thing and I always want to know, okay, how do you just tell Okay, you cut off. No more. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many altercations no have you almost been in <laughs> telling people no more? No sorry. More. <laughs> Luckily, uh, we haven't had that kind of experience. That many of them. I mean, there are always those. Uh, there was one time we were at an event and a guy wanted me to kind of fill up a 12 ounce with just vodka, and I was like, "Sir, I am insured. This is my business. I, there is no like, way I am going to offer you that much alcohol." And right. You tell them where you got it from. Exactly. <laughs> you be going to the hospital when you have Exactly, exactly. And he was like, "Well, I'm just not going. You're just not going to get my money." I was like, "I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. That is your decision." But yeah, I do go through safe. We do go through safe training. Actually, just completed yeah. a couple of minute, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, because it's also tied into our insurance. So, right. But it's also, mm-hmm, yes. mm-hmm. but again, for me, it's all about the knowledge and and gaining that kind of information to be able to know the things that I need to notice um, ID and folks cards um, there's always still the underages but again we do event based so a lot of times we already know who what the age groups are but with weddings and things like that there's a mixed crowd so sometimes there are some younger folks in there and we do always let our um, our hosts know that we do reserve the right to card and we do reserve the right to refuse well for our listeners who would be interested in um, having this type of um, business mm-hmm. what, what kind of advice or what do you have out there that you could tell them to get them started absolutely so for me I, I always tell people to read just read um, follow certain folks I follow a lot of podcasts there are lots and lots of podcasts there are lots of um, magazines e-newsletters um, I do have subscriptions to some of those like bar IQ and um, there are there are um, now that you ask me, I, do, I get tongue-tied. Um, BarQ is one. Um, liquor.com is another resource. Um, and so these are places where you can kind of go to get information. Um, I follow um, folks outside of the area as well because there are other places that do a, a lot more than this area does. And so I'm not just limited to getting information here locally. I do kind of reach out um, to other folks as well. Um, and just kind of stay in the loop. Um, do a little research around your area, what your laws are, um, and just kind of think about what you want to do because there are so many aspects 
aspects to the to spirits industry. Um, you don't necessarily have to be a bartender. Whether you want to do craft beer, craft wine, there's also craft wine, which a lot of people don't know. But there's craft wine, there's craft beer. Do you want to be a distiller? Do you want to be behind the bar? Do you want to be a bar manager? So just kind of figure out how you want to be involved first and then kind of do some research around your particular area and what the needs are in that particular area and go out and network. That's the biggest thing. People will more than likely purchase anything from you if they have a relationship with you. Um, And so I've just been a a serial networker, um, meeting people and taking opportunities and just kind of finding out what people want and what people like um, and do what works for you. Um, I wouldn't necessarily try to fit into the mold of someone else, but you got to do what works for you. Yeah, Um, because what may be interesting to me (laughs) may not be interesting to them or may what works for me may not work for them. So trust your gut and kind of go with what works for you. Um, That's kind of my advice to anybody. When you said craft, you said Mm -hmm. craft beer, craft Mm -hmm. wine. What what do you mean? So craft is, uh, years ago, um, you could not kind of create your own craft. It's more about people making it on their own, adding, because craft cocktails, same thing. You're making your own ingredients and you're putting those things together. So the same thing with beer and wine. You're kind of creating that experience that is signature to your particular beverage. Um, So craft is more so a term used for like simply like home or something that you kind of create with specific ingredients to it. Is there a signature drink that you guys have? We do. We do Uh create custom cocktails for each event. Um, So um, some of my favorites um, include, um, I try to do white because most people drink white. Um, So most of them are white, but we certainly do brown as well. Um, So we do. So um, white would be like gin. Whites are your gins, your vodkas, your rums, white rums. um, And then your darks are more so your cognacs. Um, and your so that's like your Hennessy's, your crowns, things of that nature, brandy, brandy all of those, bourbons, and that sort of thing. What are some of the, I guess, top three like drinks that you've seen throughout, you know, your course of business that people, it's always the go-to that people order from you guys? Back in the day when it's I drink, it was Long Island Ice Tea, girl. No one asked you, sweetie. Well, I do like the apple teeny. We, we volunteer information. And so that's what makes us unique is that we're able to do a lot of different things. So it would depend on the event because we create that custom to the event. So like people don't necessarily, a lot of times big secret is that people don't know what they drink right. they just have been referred somebody told them something they're like try this this works and so a lot of times people just come up and say make me something because I don't know what I like and so I'll create from what we have I'll create something from that and that would be a craft drink and that would be a craft drink oh I'm learning y'all yes yes look out world really learning about the craft drinks what we gonna do with you we're gonna put a shirt on her and bring her to an event Right, get right. Some experience behind the Post bar. it up. <laughs> Let me mix you. That's right. <laughs> we, do, we do. And and to note that we do do classes as well for folks that are interested in learning. Um, over the Christmas holidays, we did some holiday cocktails where people, because people entertain over the holidays. So we kind of gave them some ideas um, for the in-home bartender. That, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it or have something that tastes well. So we kind of give you some ideas. So yeah, we do classes as well. So we can teach you. (laughs) Yes, yes. We'll be very good students, right, sweetly? No, I'll take that. What do you call the one when you don't have any drinks? 
the mocktail. Oh, the mocktail. Well, we can do that as well. We can do that as well. (laughs) What are you trying to say? You know what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, you better not say it. We're talking to Daisha right now. Okay, on a serious note, Daisha, was there ever a time when you just said, I don't want to do this anymore? I've gotten there yet. Is this costly to you? I mean, is this something where you have to put the um, cost for the drinks up front and then, you know, you get your pay? Or how how does that work? It's like that, but most times not. Um, Because we create a a contract or whatever. So if we purchase it, then of course we pass that on to the customer. Um, But if there is an event where there's like a, a fundraiser or something of that nature and it is, then we can get it back on the back end of that. Yeah. Okay, so you guys go to the what the ABC store and mm-hmm. just buy everything, mm-hmm. and then you guys yep, go out that's there our serve it up. service. So we'll go out and purchase everything that's needed for that particular event. Um, and if they want to do it themselves, then we'll provide them with a shopping list of the things that they'll need. Um, a Even lot of the people lemons and limes and mm-hmm. the olives and mm-hmm. all the work. How you know all that? But I'm not going. I'm not going. So do you get a discount with the ABC store at all when you make the no. purchases? <laughs> no. Okay, no. No. Okay. Wow. Um, North Carolina is going through some changes um, as oh, far as their about. laws. Um, mm-hmm. So there'll be some new things coming out. Um, I just found out that um, in one of the USBG meetings that the alcohol laws in North Carolina have not been changed since 1938. So wow. we're dealing with some antiquated laws. So I know. We recently got to have what mimosas went on. I think uh, Saturday uh-huh. so, yeah, so the NCRLA have, yeah. is um, is an advocacy group, a lobbying group, so they are doing some things to kind of help bring that stuff up to date. Was there a time when you only could have mimosas? What? what well, you no, couldn't my, have anything on Sundays oh, at all. Yeah, so the brunch yeah, bill yeah, more okay. so made sure that you could at least have it, but after a certain hour. Right, right. They still got it on lockdown. Yeah, you know, my, yeah. my, uh, my brothers come from California, and when they were exposed to that law, yeah. they were like, what is this? We <laughs> exactly. coming back. So, yeah, Basically, like, yeah, you don't so need to be drinking so on Sunday we'll anyway. To, to do those things, because it'll be retail options in there as well. So, like, when you go to Target or Walmart or Costco and things like that, mm-hmm. you'll be able to purchase it there. But those are the things that they're introducing. So, hopefully, these things pass in the next couple of months and we can get in the new age. Okay, that's right. Well, look. There's plenty of listeners listening. And so, we want you to just tell them how they can get in touch with you. Um, by social media, want to holler out a phone number anyway, because I'm pretty Absolutely. sure that um, since we've done this one, which is like a traveling bar, I'm yes. like excited. We're doing the things, aren't we, hot? We're doing the things. Go ahead, Naisha. Sounds good. So we are toasted up with us, and that's T O A S T I T U P with us dot com um, we are the same on twitter toasted up with us um, facebook toasted up with us as well um, facebook.com backslash toasted up with us um, and then we are on ig as the same but there are underscore between every word so toast underscore it underscore up underscore with underscore us and phone number 919-995-7870 did we say facebook yeah yes okay. we did we say did. that okay we did. all right so hey 
what do you think toast it up and then hashtag let me mix you let them mix you this has been the hotness and sweetly checking out what toasted up was all about thanks Aisha you're welcome I get married. Waiting can never be easy. Whether it's waiting on a taxi or a job promotion, it can be difficult. When it comes to waiting on Mr. Right, aka Boaz, it becomes even more challenging to wait while you're single. In this lighthearted book, Where's Boaz? I don't know. I'm tired of kissing frogs too. Best-selling author, Nevada York, offers suggestions based on the Bible's great love story of Ruth and Boaz and from her own experience of waiting on God. You will learn the attributes of Ruth and use the Ruth reality chart to do a self-check on your own attributes. Nevada also shares the 10-step plan that Ruth followed to win her Boaz. Obedience and being a blessing plays a key role. Trust the Lord and its timing. Make your season of singleness Ruth-defining. Order Nevada York's latest book, Where is Boaz? I don't know. I'm tired of kissing frogs too. Available on Amazon.com in paperback and Kindle.